the versions of the Bible because sometimes you just get it in a, a new way, a fresh way, especially when it's a verse that you know off by heart. So in another version it says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your passion, all your energy and your every thought. And you must love your neighbour as well as you love yourself. And the other verse we're going to look at is um, John 10. I have come that you may have life and life in all its fullness. Or as another version says, I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. So from these verses, we can see that Jesus entered human history to give us life and life in all its fullness until we overflow. Isn't that amazing? And that Jesus' goal is that we learn to love him with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, our strength, with our every thought, and for us to love our neighbours ourselves. You know, Jesus enables and empowers us to live healthy and fruitful lives as God intended for us as we walk with him and help one another. And we're going to be looking at a discipleship tool linked in with these verses. And it's a picture of a battery. Jenny, can you just flip the piece of paper over for us? And then maybe turn the flip chart slightly so that we can see it. Is that all right? Thank you. So there's a battery. Okay, you've got your plus, you've got your negative. Um, you know, a battery can be full of charge and it actually it can be empty. It can be nothing or it can be on low. It can be low charged up content. And we're going to look at five areas. We're going to look at our body, our mind, our spirit, our emotions and relationships. Okay. Jenny, there's also some little... Can you see those papers there? Could you just do a nice little handout for us? They're in piles of five, if that helps you. It's just a battery picture, so if you want to write some notes on it, or if you want to write notes on your phone, it gives you a reminder. Thanks, Jenny. It's great. Okay, so to live a healthy life, we need to know how we're doing in each of those five areas. We need to know which area we're doing really well in, and which is fully charged, and we need to know which area is drained and how to identify how to recharge that area of our life. These are all areas that are connected to each other as well, and you'll see that as we go through. Great, thanks Jenny. There might not be enough, I'm really sorry if there's not, but you can share or look at somebody else's. I'm just going to pray, and then we're going to really dive in. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're with us this morning. And we just say, Holy Spirit, would you come and speak to our hearts today? God, I thank you that you're a God who loves to speak to his children. And we love to hear your voice as well. So Holy Spirit, would you come and just speak to us this morning? Holy Spirit, would you say we love you? And would you just come and fill us afresh as well, just as we sit, as we listen, as we listen to you? Would you just come and fill us afresh this morning? God, we need you. We need your presence in our lives. Thank you that you are with us. Just come and speak, come and fill us up. Amen. Amen. So the first one of those five is B for body, body. So our body is a temple for the Holy Spirit. As a Christian, you know, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And we're told that in 1 Corinthians. So are you caring for the place the Holy Spirit dwells in? Are you glorifying God with your body? Are you looking after and caring for your body? So how full or empty is your physical battery? How's your sleep, your exercise, your diet, your health? You know, I was just looking into this and, and sleep. You know, when you sleep, your brain and your body actually stay active. And we know that sleep is important for our health and for our brain. Sleep removes toxins in our brain that have been built up from when we've been awake. And it regenerates our brain, our mind and our body. Sleep is amazing. It's a God-given thing and it does amazing things. And good sleep is also needed for good and positive thoughts, which we'll talk about a bit later. 
And I know for some people, sleep can be really difficult. Maybe, you know, you've got young children, you're up a lot in the night, um, other things going on. But for some of us, sleep is something we can do about. Maybe it's, you know, going to bed that little bit earlier, turning our phone off a little bit earlier, different things. How is your sleep? How's your exercise? So for me, my New Year's resolution was to put in some more exercise into my week, and I've been doing well so far. It's good. Um, I had to work out what I like to do, what fits in with my week. Um, And do you know what? Exercise is good for us. You know, when we exercise, it energises us. You feel good. It releases endorphins. It lowers levels of depression, fatigue, stress. It improves our memory and our thinking. You know, last summer, I was remember just having quite a low moment, just with, you know, thoughts going around your head and sat on my sofa, and I was like, right, do you know what? I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go for a run. So I sorted myself out, and I went for a run. And actually, my situation hadn't changed, but actually my thought process had changed. The thoughts in my mind had changed. Um, the situation hadn't changed, but I felt better on myself. Exercise does that for us. And again, you can feel tired. Like last week, I was feeling really tired. It was about half a I just wanted to go home, but I booked into an exercise class across the road, which I know I need to do because if I book in, I've paid for it already, so I kind of have to go at five o'clock. But I'd gone to it, and you know, when I was there and I'd finished, actually, I didn't feel so tired. Exercise does that. And how you exercise looks different from people around you. Don't compare. Whether it's about doing physio exercises or whether it's daily gym sessions and 10k runs, it doesn't matter, but it's good to do exercise. You know, some people run when they feel cross or frustrated or to process a day, thinking time, praying time. Others will go for a walk and spend time with Jesus. That's okay. How's your exercise? And how about your diet? Are you eating healthily? You know, what we feed our bodies impacts us in so many ways, and there's loads of stuff online that you can look into. Um, So what depletes you physically? And what do you need to stay physically full? Are you glorifying God with your body, that place the Holy Spirit dwells? It's good just to think about that. What depletes you physically? What do you need to stay physically full? Are you glorifying God with your body, the place the Holy Spirit dwells? And then the second one's our mind. In Philippians it says, whatever is true, whatever is honourable... Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, think about these things. How full is your mental battery? How's your thought life? Your beliefs about God and yourself? What lies are you believing about yourself or God? And what truth do you need to replace them with? (coughs) It might be that you just need to ask God and take some time to say, God, is there a lie I'm believing about you? And what's the truth? Or is there a lie I'm believing about myself? And what's the truth? And just see what God replaces it with, what the truth is. Is there unforgiveness and bitterness that you're living with? Comparison, negative thoughts towards others, towards yourself? (coughs) Or are you celebrating others, encouraging people? Are your thoughts kind and pure? How full is your mental battery? There's a lady called Dr Caroline Leaf. Um, She's a Christian and she also works in the area of cognitive neuroscience. And she talks a lot about how our mind works and a lot of it I don't understand. But... (laughs) What she says is that we all think throughout the day and have thoughts, which we know we do. Apparently 3,000 thoughts an hour. And at any one moment, we have four to seven thoughts going through our brain as we respond to -to day-to-day life. That's a lot. No wonder our brains get tired. (laughs) You know? And um, she describes that actually the thoughts in our brain and what they look like. And um, they look, she describes them looking like trees and that positive thoughts look like a really healthy tree and negative and toxic thoughts look like a dead tree. So if you picture a really healthy tree with branches and leaves, that's what a good thought looks like. But if you picture um, a dead tree, 
That's what your negative thoughts look like. Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, and both types of thoughts grow in our brain, a bit like a tree where branches grow. So in your brain right now, there'll be negative thoughts and there'll be positive thoughts. There'll be thoughts that look like good trees and thoughts that look like really dead trees. But actually, we can also change our thoughts. We can actually change the trees that are growing in our brains and change their physical structure. We can actually do that, change the, kind of the DNA structure. We can actually break down toxic negative thoughts and we can build up healthy thoughts. It's amazing. We can redesign the thought and change it, keep it the same, make it stronger. We can change the negative toxic thoughts in our brain, which is amazing. And actually, that's what the Bible tells us. And she talks about how actually the Bible, I'm sorry, science is catching up with the Bible. Because God tells us to renew our minds in Romans 12, which in turn rewires our brain. In the Bible, we're told to take every thought captive, aren't we? Think about whatever is authentic and real, honourable and admirable, beautiful, respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And to be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. That's the Bible's idea, God's idea. He created us. He knows how our brains were formed. Actually, we can take our thoughts captive. We can get rid of those dead trees and grow some healthy trees. It's amazing. So we've just been looking, haven't we? You know, there's lies about believing about God, and there lies we've been believing about ourselves. Unforgiveness, bitterness, comparison, those all feed into those kind of negative thoughts. And actually we need to start replacing them with the positive, with the good things. And I've just asked God what they are. <coughs> We're just going to take a minute, and I'm just going to ask Holy Spirit just to come. And... Um, you might just want to say in your heart, Holy Spirit, are there some negative thoughts that are growing in my brain? And it might be related to your thoughts about God or yourself. Actually, it might be bitterness, unforgiveness, it might be comparison, there might be other things going on. Just see what Holy Spirit drops into your heart right now, into your mind. Don't, do, don't go digging around for stuff. If nothing comes up, it doesn't matter. Just leave it, it's fine. But actually, if something comes up, maybe that's something that you need to work through with God. <coughs> and it might be you just need to say, God, what do I need to do about this? It might be that in your heart you need to forgive that person. It might be that you need to ask God, what's the truth? What's the truth about you? This is a lie believing about myself, but what's the truth? What, who do you say I am? And just see what Holy Spirit again drops into your heart. And it might be that actually need to do this at home, maybe later on, and see what happens. And you know, our thoughts it can take time to change and take time to grow into healthy trees. You know, there's been times when I've had up on my mirror just um, truth statements, and I've just declared them daily because it takes it can take many days for it to completely change and rewire our thought life. But it's good to do. So it's good just to be aware of it, to recognise it. Ask God what the truth is, and then start declaring it. And then linked in with that mind section, love the Lord your God with all your mind. And in that verse, it means intellect. So how do you learn, and are you learning at the moment? What are you reading? Are you reading the Bible? Are you reading books, blogs? What kind of books or blogs? 
If you're on Instagram, Facebook, looking at the feeds on there, who you're following, do you follow the right people, do they do you good? Or actually, does it cause you to get cross, to compare yourself with other people, think negatively? You know, I've had to delete various people who I just maybe find myself getting cross with on Facebook or Instagram. For no apparent reason, I can just get a bit annoyed. And actually, that doesn't do my spirit any good. So, you know, I can just delete them, that's fine. Maybe jealous of their lifestyle because you're comparing yourself with them. You know, I can also waste my time scrolling through Facebook and stuff. But I also know that I can pick up some great gems on there some links to blogs or little elements of great preachers and the old song and actually that can do my spirit the world of good what are you listening to or watching podcasts, preachers, what are you feeding your mind with maybe you want a new book to read so I'm going to plug, our very own Steve Chick has written his first book, isn't that amazing and you can get them online but also we have loads of copies now at church so on Sunday if you'd like a copy of his book you can buy it, I think they'll be about £10 from the front desk so that's Steve Chick's book if you want to do some extra reading feed your mind and then also Wendy Mann has written a new book this is her second book she um, came to our Women's Day a few years ago and spoke and she's written a new book it's called Leading Your Sons and Daughters Discover the Joy of Empowering Others it's an excellent book I'm about halfway through and anyone can read it whether you're a leader or not because you're all leading people around you and I'm just going to read a quick extract that fits in with what we're talking about from her book if you want one, buy them for me, they're £10. Um, I'd love to sell you one today, Sandra. I've got a box full of my boots. What's amazing, I didn't realise this, but apparently on Amazon, she gets like 50p per book, which is crazy if you buy it off Amazon. Whereas if you buy it from me, she gets a bit more money. So feel free to do that and bless her in that way. Okay, it says in her book, Often opportunities God gives us to renew our mind will not come about directly through our leadership, but rather through our day-to-day relationship with him. I had a very clear orphan response recently when a friend of mine was given a large sum of money from her family to help her buy a house. I'd been looking into buying a house myself and had met with a financial advisor to work out my money situation. I had a bit of a deposit, but I had been saving over many years, but I was going to need a miracle in order to get on the property ladder, so I began to pray. Maybe about a month after I started asking God for money, my friend received her gift. It was more than the deposit I had saved, and she had nothing to earn it. I'd done nothing to earn it. I told God in no uncertain terms that I thought he had got it wrong when it came to this particular blessing. I was offended that my friend now had more money than me, even though I'd been saving for years and she had saved very little. This was not fair. It was obvious from my response that this was an area of my thinking where I was still operating like an orphan. The miracle my friend experienced made me feel like I'd missed out, that God did not want to bless me as much as he wanted to bless her. Of course, a daughter responds very differently. A daughter is able to celebrate when those around her are blessed because she understands it takes nothing away from the blessing God has for her. A daughter understands that she has access to all the resources of heaven. She knows there is enough money to go around for her and her friends. A daughter remains secure in her father's love for her, both when her prayers are answered and when they seem unanswered. I took some time with Jesus to repent for my orphan thinking in this situation and to intentionally think differently about money and provision. I thanked God for the way he had blessed my friend and asked him to bless her with even more provision. I then asked him again for myself, thanking him that he knew what I needed and trusting him for the journey he had me on. Once I got past the initial offence, this became a wonderful opportunity for me to renew my mind and step more fully into my identity as a daughter. The freedom Jesus brought me, I am now able to pass on to others. 
the journey out of orphan thinking and into security is more up and down than it is linear. But every time we take hold of an opportunity God gives us to renew our mind, we take a step closer to leading like Jesus did and to becoming more like him. So thinking about your mind, what depletes you mentally and what do you need to stay mentally full? Are you glorifying God with your mind? How full is your mental battery, your thought life? How are your thoughts? How do you learn and are you learning at the moment? So what depletes you mentally and what do you need to stay mentally full? Maybe just turn to the person next to you and you've just got a minute just to talk through actually that answer. What depletes you mentally and what do you need to stay mentally full? Are you glorifying God with your mind? Is he talking to you about anything in particular? Just got a minute, quick 10 seconds each. You can chat a little bit more later on. And what I love as well is about how God made us all so different. And actually, we're all different, going to have different answers and different responses because he's made us unique and that's okay. But it's just good to take check and know ourselves quite well. Okay, so the next one, we've done body, mind, is spirit. In Deuteronomy, it says, only take care and keep your soul diligently. And your spirit is often described as your inner man that comes alive with Holy Spirit. So actually your spirit is that inner thing inside of you, your inner man that's alive right now with Holy Spirit. How full or empty is your spiritual battery? So how is your walk with God, your prayer life, Bible reading, worship, hearing God speak? What depletes you spiritually and what do you need to stay spiritually full? Maybe you've got prayer partners, maybe you need to get one. Maybe you've got a prayer journal, Bible notes. Is there time in the day when God can speak to you? Maybe it's about downloading some new tunes, some worship playlists. Joe Gubb recently put a playlist together on Spotify that you can access with lots of new songs. Um, Bethel album has recently been released and it's a great album called Victory I've had it on repeat for the last few weeks it's brilliant and we've looked at our times with God at a previous breakfast and we looked at that it looks different for different people and that you need to connect with God in a way that works for you and then connect but how full or empty is your spiritual battery what depletes you spiritually and what do you need to stay spiritually full just have a little think What depletes you spiritually? What's God dropping in your mind right now? What's Holy Spirit saying to you? And what do you need to stay spiritually full? Okay, we're going to keep moving on. Emotion, that's the E. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Love the Lord your God with all your soul. And Fran said earlier, she said that our soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. That's your soul, your emotion. How full is your emotional battery? How's your emotional health, internal joy, sense of expectation and peace? How's your emotional battery? You know, God's peace is amazing. It's transformative. I don't know if you've ever experienced someone praying for you and just experiencing the peace of God come. I kind of felt in worship this morning, there was that element of the peace of God just coming and filling our hearts and filling this place. And I think joy, expectation, peace, it's often related to thanksgiving. In Philippians 4, 
You know, thankfulness causes God's peace to guard my heart and mind. Trusting God, being thankful, it activates peace. Now, over the, well, the last couple of years, I've been keeping a thankfulness journal, and it's kind of, you know, on and off. There's times you do it, and then times you forget about it. Times you know you need to pick it up and write in there. Um, just writing things down each day, things I'm thankful for. Whether that's the sun that shone, that I had a job to go to, friends who I laughed with, whether it's big or small, but finding things each day to be thankful for. Because it shifts our mindset, it shifts our thoughts. It helps those positive thoughts to grow my brain that we talked about earlier and for those negative thoughts to change. Peace is also a fruit of abiding in Jesus. Are you abiding in him? Do you have time in his presence when you sit, where you be? Has anything stolen your joy? It's a good question to ask. Because actually as Christians, we can have joy. That verse earlier said... The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is now. We can know joy in the Holy Spirit. Has anything stolen your joy? Has anything stolen your peace? Are you feeling alive? Are you feeling flat? Do you know and feel you are loved? I know for me that's often an area I have to hold on truth to and declare about that. I talked about earlier about putting truths up on my mirror, putting them somewhere I can read daily, because as I know, it's an area for me that Satan likes to throw fiery darts at. But by recognising my feelings and the lies, I can declare truth and change my thinking. What depletes your emotional battery? Your joy, peace, sense of expectation? What do you need to stay emotionally full? What do you need to stay emotionally full? I'm just going to ask God's peace to come right now and fill us, because actually, that's what we need. We often have busy lives, rushed lives. It's hard to fit everything into our day. But actually, the peace of God is ours, and we can access it at any point, at any moment, in any day. At night time and the daytime, we can access his peace. You know, you can ask God's peace to fill you while you sleep. If you're awake in the night, you can ask God's peace to fill your room and to fill your heart and mind. And do you know what? He'll give you his peace. Trust him. So Holy Spirit, I just say, would you come and breathe peace into hearts and minds this morning? Just breathe your peace. Peace of God. God's peace. Doesn't necessarily mean situations change and circumstances change. But you know what? You can know God's peace in them. You can know God's peace as you're walking through them. The peace of God. Huh. Just come, Holy Spirit. Come and speak peace into our hearts. Jesus. And with our emotions, you know, they're God-given. Jesus got a whole range of emotions, didn't he? When you read the New Testament and the Gospels. You know, he was joyful, he was at parties, he was fun to be with. But he also got angry and cross. He got sad and he cried. He felt emotions. Can you recognise the emotions that you're experiencing? When it's a negative emotion, can you recognise it? Can you name it? 
sometimes it's hard, isn't it, to know what we're feeling, what the emotion is, what's going on. Do you know what the cause of that emotion is, what triggered it, what's going on in your heart? Do you know what the root is? Is there a lie that you're believing? Who do you talk to about it and about why you are feeling and why? And do you ever look at what the Bible says about that emotion? For example, if you're angry, what the Bible says, in your anger, don't sin, turn the other cheek. But it's okay to feel angry, depending on the situation. Emotions are God-given, but can you recognise your emotions? Can you name them? Do you know what's going on in your heart and what the root is? Often that's a good point to get to, is actually, what's the root of this? What lie am I, is there a lie that I'm believing in here? And then we need to get good at processing why we feel things with Jesus as well. Sorry. Okay, we're going to look at relationships. The last one, the R. In John 13, it says, By this, all people will know that you're my disciples if you have love for one another. Love your neighbour as yourself. So how are the key relationships in your life? Your spouse, your family, your children, parents, friends, co-workers. Where are the relationships strained? Where are they thriving? Are you connecting with people in the day-to-day stuff, the deep stuff, and having fun? Is there anyone you need to forgive or to challenge? How are your boundaries in those relationships? What depletes your relationship's battery, and what do you need to stay relationally full? And then lastly, I'm going to put an extra one in, which is rest. Are you resting? It links into all these areas. God created rest. God told Moses, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Jesus said, I will give you rest. You know, you can work from a place of rest. Or you can not work and then rest. Or resting to escape from the day. We need to work from a place of rest. You know, Heidi Baker, she's a lady who has often um, got missionary stuff out in Africa and things and does amazing work out there, but she spends each morning resting in God's presence. And then she works. Because God told her to do that, and he told her she'd get more done that way, and she does. She spends her morning resting in God's presence, so she works from a place of rest. You know, rest helps our relationships because it helps build family and community and connection. I'm less busy and I've got time for people and I've got headspace for people if I've rested. It helps our minds, all these things we've looked at. Because actually revelation and creativity come from a place of rest. There's companies that make sure people have rest days because they know it feeds into their creativity. And they know it's good for them to do that. It helps. It helps our mind. It helps our spirit. You know, when we've rested, we connect with Jesus in a more tangible way when we rest and we're not super busy. When I'm busy and I'm flying from one thing to the next, you can still connect with Jesus, you can still talk to him, you can still hear his voice. But actually, when we're resting, actually we can connect with him in a more tangible way. It helps our emotions. When I'm busy, work flat out, I get tired and my emotions are often much more at the surface. I'm sure many of you experience that. And they're just there. And rest helps our body. Our bodies need rest, we know that. That's why on weekends, God created rest, that Sabbath day. Holidays are important. It's important to look through your calendar and think, okay, where are my rest days? Where are my rest moments? When's my next holiday? Not that you want to live from holiday to holiday, but actually it's important to put that in. And actually rest for each of us will look different. Not all rest is refreshing. 
Rest is the presence of the right activity, something that refreshes you. So I just want to encourage you to look, think about, actually, what refreshes you, what gives you rest? And then actually looking at your diary and think, actually, have I booked in moments to rest in my week, in the next three months? So what gives you rest? What refreshes you? Something that gives you rest won't give rest to somebody else, necessarily, because we're all different. I know that I need time with good friends. I also need time on my own. Other people want to spend time with people 24-7 because that gives them rest. That's not me. I need a balance of both in my rest time. A walk will give me rest if I'm walking outside. A holiday weekend away gives me rest. Time in the morning with a cup of tea, sit on a chair, that gives me rest. TV, box set on Netflix, it's good to switch in front of, but does it give you rest? Or is it escape from the day? It's good to escape from the day, it's good to switch off sometimes, and let your mind shut down a little bit, because sometimes it's hard to switch off. But actually, does that also give you rest? For you, it might be baking, walking, exercising, talking, hobbies, combination of things. And it's okay to say no to things to take care of yourself. So have you got things planned in your diary that give you rest? What gives you rest? What refreshes you? Because actually rest comes into our body, our mind, our spirit, our emotions, our relationships, all those things that we've looked at. We're just coming into land. So with all the things we've talked about this morning, what are you modelling to those around you? Because what's inside of you is what comes out. How did your battery get depleted and recharged in those five different areas? <coughs> We're going to spend just a few minutes um, chatting in pairs. There are two questions. Which part of your battery, those areas, feels most healthy at the moment and why? And then which part of your battery needs recharging or is its lowest? And how can you recharge it? So there's two questions that you're going to answer in pairs if you can. I just want to encourage you to be really real and authentic with each other. But actually, it doesn't go from this room. If someone's sharing something with you, it stays here. Which part of your battery is most healthy at the moment? And why? Is it your body? Is it your mind? Is it your spirit, your emotions, your relationships? Which part of your battery needs recharging? And is it at its lowest? How can you recharge it? What is God saying that you might need to do? And then we're going to come back and pray together. So you've got a few minutes just to chat in pairs, twos or threes, maybe not more than three, so you've got a chance to actually say something. Carry on chatting in just a couple of minutes, okay? So just want to press a little pause on what you're saying, and you can continue and press play again in a minute. Um, do you know what? This is a really good discipleship tool, and um, you can relook at it at times for yourself. You can ask friends these questions. It's good at different points in your life, maybe to come back to some of those areas. Maybe you think, actually, one of those areas in my life isn't doing so well at some point. You can go back to it and ask some of those questions to yourself. Find out what's going on. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to land. Yeah, God, I thank you that you're a God who's created us with our body. God, our mind, our spirit, relationships, emotions, that you've given us those things. You've created us with those things. You've created us with a body. God, I thank you, your Holy Spirit dwells in our body, lives in us. You, God, live in us, that we're a temple for your Holy Spirit. That right now, Holy Spirit, you're living inside me. You're living inside each one of us right now. 
God, you've created us with a body. You've created us with a mind and thoughts and to love you and to learn more about you. God, you've created us with our spirit. God, our spirit that just loves you and to adore you. God, you've given us our spirit where we can commune with you as well. We can engage with you. You've given us our emotions. They're a God-given thing. God, I thank you for our emotions. I thank you that we feel things. God, I thank you for relationships that you've given to us, put in our life, people that we do life with. God, I thank you for them. I thank you that you've placed those people in our lives. God, you've created us for community, to do life together. God, I thank you that you've also given us rest, and that's your idea. Actually, you rested on the Sabbath. <coughs> you've given us rest. Rest is a good thing. It's good to work hard, but it's good to rest too. And I thank you that you've made us all different. That we have different ways of doing life, that we have different things that feed us. Different ways where we meet with you, different ways where we find rest or refreshment. We're different from each other and that's okay, because you've made us that way. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come and continue to fill us up. Because those verses we looked at earlier, we want to be women that love you with all our heart, all our passion, all our energy, and our every thought. We want to love our neighbours. We want to love ourselves as well. Because that's your commandment. God, we want to love you. We want to love you well. God, and I thank you that, Jesus, you've given us life and life in all its fullness until we overflow. Thank you that we have access to your peace and your joy at any given moment. That that's our strength. You are our source of life. And we just say we love you, God, this morning. Thank you that you've been with us. Thank you you've been speaking to us, challenging us, maybe encouraging us. Thank you for your presence. Father, we just keep on speaking to us as we go about our day to day today. Father, would we be women that quickly take hold of those thoughts that are toxic and negative and ask you what the truth is and replace them with the truth. Would those healthy trees be growing in our brains? God, I thank you for how you've wired us and made us. And actually, in your word, there's everything that we need to live by. It's in there. It's in your word, in your whole Bible, all these things. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Amen. I just want to give Ange a, a real thank you. I think that was great stuff, really practical, very helpful. Um, and thank you to Ellen and mm. Millie. Yeah. Who stepped in, I think. And also, just to say, we have a mega Freedom in mm, Christ team yeah, very good. Um, who are doing some great yeah. stuff at the moment. And if, if you have mm. identified stuff very through good. what Ange has said that you feel you need to work on, particularly the battle for the mind yeah, thing, very good. Um, but also emotional yeah. relationship, all of that is addressed yeah. in the Freedom mm. in Christ course. And our team are planning a new course starting in March. So I just Ooh. wanted to yeah. plug that. Very good. <laughs> because it is great stuff. Okay.